like especially when you feel like everything's a priority yes. so it's like nothing <laughs> is able to move forward and the best piece of advice I can give you is to brain dump like everything in your mind that you need to do or that's stressing you out that day so that you can actually visualize it and be able to prioritize exactly what is the priority. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it. We have here today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Alyssa Morton. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Alyssa is a highly respected entrepreneur, mother of two, wife, and goal getter. She works with women and couples to empower them to become a better version of themselves in life and in business. Alyssa is also the host of the Making Mommy Moves show and co-host of the Power Couple show owner of multiple successful businesses and runs two blogs on her personal brand and business websites. Today, Alyssa will be sharing with us how working moms can best balance all the plates we are spinning to feel more satisfied and fulfilled. So I'm excited to have you on the show today. And before I hit record, we I I, I just asked you about how many businesses you own and, and I'm amazed at all that you're doing. So you are a super mom. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're so sweet. Thank you. I definitely don't feel like it most days. But... Well, so from the outside and we'll dive into it, but from the outside, it, it seems like you are. And so um, let's just talk, let's, before we get into the topic of the day, let's talk about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah. So I started I was actually in my uncle's chiropractic office and I worked there for about 10 years of my life. I started as like a filer in his back office, organizing like his receipts for his taxes because they were all over the place and there was no organization. And from there, I worked up the ranks of his chiropractic office and I realized very quickly that that was going nowhere, that I had a lot of big goals and I was not going to fulfill them working in that job. He eventually sold the business and I was working for his, I want to say like predecessor, the person that bought the business from him. And I worked up the ranks with him too. And I got to the top and I was like, okay, this is it. And I would go to him and I'd be like, what's the plan? Like, what are we doing to grow your business? Like, are you opening another location? And he was very complacent. And I'm not that person, obviously, as you could tell. So I was like, okay, I need to start my own business. I need to do something. And at this point I was pregnant with my second baby girl. And I was due in like eight months. So I had some time and I was like, you know what, let's start this thing. And I hadn't, I was reading a book and it was called The Year of Flowers or A Year in Flowers by Aaron Benzikane. And it dawned on me that people could make money 
doing something that they love. And she was a flower farmer. And I was like, you know, I could work with flowers too. So I started a floral design business. And this was really just like my foot in the door to entrepreneurship. I had no experience with it. And I was like, you know what, let's like, let's just start and let's see where it goes. Like, you don't know what you're doing. Try a little bit of everything and see what sticks, you know? So I launched it's just the in time. Entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started in time for Valentine's Day. It was like two weeks before Valentine's Day. And I was like, you know what? Let's just go for it. So I posted it on Facebook. I shared it with my friends and my family. And I posted it in like the township uh, Facebook group. And I was like, I started a brand new floral design business. I'd love your support. And I ended up getting like 30 orders maybe for Valentine's Day bouquets of mixed sizes. And I think I spent more money on flowers than I need, but I was like, you know what, like this is the start and I'm going to learn and grow from here. So throughout that, I want to say whole first year, I did a little bit of everything. So I grew my own flowers. I sold them at farmer's markets. I bought wholesale. I tried like the holidays. I did a couple weddings and I realized really quickly that weddings was where it was at financially, like as a home-based floral designer, like I don't want people coming to my house, <laughs> pick up arrangements and trying to deliver to other people's houses. I was like, you know what? I'm a one person show. Like we got to maximize this the best that I can. So I started taking workshops and learning from other people in the industry, all everything I could about floral design and weddings and running a business and growing a business. And I did two weddings my first year. The first one was a disaster. <laughs> I was awful. I was like, what am I thinking? Like starting this business. And the second one was my dream wedding. And they were a perfect couple and fabulous to work with. And they were, I was like, you know what? This is it. Like, this is what I'm doing yeah. this for. So throughout that journey, I now this year I booked 50 weddings, which was my second oh my year gosh. Business. <laughs> and, <laughs> So how long have you been doing this then? Two that years. You so the first year you did two and now you're up to 50. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're at all hundred, like in your time. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because the pandemic like really was, I want to say like a good force for my business because everybody else was so booked because right. the pandemic postponed it like the next year, everybody like that canceled their wedding in 2020 was rescheduled for 21 and 22. So everybody couldn't accommodate all these other couples that were getting married. So hello, I can yeah. take you. And it was great because I built up so much experience. I built my portfolio. I joined a mastermind group like for wedding professionals. So I learned how to sell better and communicate my value and market my business so that I'm attracting like higher end couples. So mm -hmm. now I've booked some higher end couples and now I'm marketing those kinds of weddings. And it's like, it's grown really quickly, but it really sparked a joy in me for like starting businesses and yes. growing them. <laughs> so since then, this year, we started another business. It's called Jersey Strike. And with that, we help other florists clean up their events because I saw a need in the market being in the industry. Everybody complaining about going back to clean up their events and collect their rentals. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let's start this. There's nothing like this around us. So we started that and that's been really successful. And then I started a podcast and I had like this inkling in my heart that I needed to write a book. So I was working with one of my friends who was a publishing coach. Um, like she used to work with a publisher and she's like, Liz, like you need to grow your audience. So she's like, start a podcast, start growing your socials, start growing everything because you need an audience to sell your book. Right. And I was like, okay. So that's like what prompted everything else <laughs> growing yeah. out of it. 
So I started my socials. I started the podcast. It's called the Making Mommy Move Show. And in there, we really are talking to moms and trying to grow your business like as a mom and the barriers behind it. And, you know, the like the mindset barriers, like all of it, like we spill it all and try to like share my journey as I'm going through it, bring guests right. on the show because I want it to be like a come along with me because we don't have it all figured out. Like right. we're still trying to figure it out and grow and you know the finances are up and down and like some months you have like 30,000 and the next you have like 30,000 going out the door and it's like how do you keep it growing and building and turn it into something that you're able to spend more time with your kids and make the memories that you want with them absolutely which is what we're going to talk about today is finding yeah. the balance of how to, how do you do all the things when you've just got a lot going on so just remind me how old are your are your children because you, you said my youngest, you were eight well you were eight months yeah. one, so. <laughs> my youngest just turned one on okay. monday and okay. my second is two and a half okay so you got really two two little little babies yeah. yeah so let's just start with what is your definition of balance like yeah how, how do you define balance? I think balance, I don't think of it as a scale. I think of it more as like a pie because some pieces are going to be a lot bigger than others and you need to be able to divide it. So like, it's not going to be a 50-50 thing. Like you need to have some flexibility. So for example, like with my floral design business, sometimes like I have an event that takes a priority over uh, like getting a podcast out, for example. So it's like having the grace to be able to adjust my time as needed mm -hmm. um, and also being able to adjust like what my kids need. So it's like if one of them is sick and they need to be home, then I need to have the flexibility to push something off or do it a little bit later or during nap time or something. So I think that it has a lot to do with like grace, <laughs> like for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Being um, and that you don't have to be perfect at everything. Like it's not going to be an even divide. Sometimes my kids need a hundred percent. My business can't like, I need to be able to pass it off to a member of like my team to handle something. Or sometimes like my business really needs a priority and my kids need to go with like somebody that my, my dad or my husband or somebody to take the reins because you can't do it all. Yeah. Yeah. So like every day you get yourself like a new pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how much. am I going to divide this pie today? Exactly. So to make it work for me. Exactly. And for the most part, like we are really good about trying to plan at least the day before, like what the day is going to look like. So it's like my next week, my daughter has a doctor appointment in the morning. So it's like in the morning, I'll take her to the doctor and then she'll go back to daycare. And then I'll be able to record a couple podcasts and, you know, get an order out for a wedding or something. Yeah. So now you said a keyword and I don't even know if you realize you said it, you said, we try to plan the day yes. before. Who's we? My husband you and have I have on your team. <laughs> yeah. My husband and I, we are, I can't do it without him. And if it weren't him, then it would be somebody else in my village because you cannot do this without somebody to help take care of the kids because they have needs that need to be met. And if you're busy working on your business or if you're busy doing something else, that means somebody else needs to be taking care of them or with them because it's very difficult to put your mind and your attention on whatever you're trying to do and also give them attention too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome that you're doing it with your kids so young too. Mm -hmm. Like that you're realizing like even like the mom guilt and like feeling like 
um, feeling like constantly pulled, but like you already realize with your kids so young that you're able to ask for help and rely on your village and know that they're going to have your back to be able to help you do all that you want to be doing. Yeah, exactly. You can't do it without a village and whether that's daycare, whether it's a babysitter, whether it's your parents or a sister or a friend or somebody, even if it's like your neighbors that you get together to create mm. like a sort of like support group that it's like I have to work this day but please take yeah, like the kids and I'll take them next week yeah exactly mm-hmm. whatever it looks like for you like there's ways to get creative to do it but you need that village because you can't do it without them yeah we know that there is power in building strong habits in your life but sometimes making them stick can be the tricky part habits are at the core of creating a life where you feel fulfilled and able to be your best self. Learn how to transform your health, your life, and yourself by downloading my free guide, Building Strong Habits. The link to grab your guide is in the show notes of today's episode. Or what's your advice for moms who struggle with that? Like who feel like they're constantly like every piece of pie is the same and like every um, they're feeling constantly stressed because of oh. feeling stretched so thin. What, what kind of advice do, can you offer as to help them regroup and get themselves balanced? Or oh, if anybody gets this, it's me, like, especially when you feel like everything's a priority. Yes. So it's like nothing <laughs> is able to move forward. And the best piece of advice I can give you is to brain dump, like everything in your mind that you need to do, or that's stressing you out that day. So that you can actually visualize it and be able to prioritize exactly what is the priority because everything like feels like it inside. But when you get it out on paper, you could say, oh, actually, like this isn't due until next week. So I could actually work on this on Monday and get it done. Or it's like um, my kids and I really need like to take a half day and play a little hooky day because I miss them and like they need me. So it's like Mm -hmm. being able to prioritize exactly how it looks, because once it's out on paper, you can really see it and have more of an open mind about how you can readjust your schedule as needed to get it all done. Yeah, that's great advice. Cause when it's in your mind, it's all jumbled and it seems like it's a gazillion different things. Uh (laughs) Whereas when you do that brain dump, you can realize you can put things into perspective and realize like what, what actually needs to get done and what can wait. Yeah. Like I've been really loving Asana because I'm able to add everything in there my brain works in to-do lists so it's like I'm able to add a to-do list within a to-do list but like especially like with all the social media stuff like we're trying to put out like with the mama media business and then with my brand and everything so it's like organizing the podcast episodes like for making mommy move show and the power couple show and the youtube and like all of it so I'm able to say okay these are when I want to have them recorded by this is when they need to be edited by this is when they're going live so it's like there's some flexibility to say, mm-hmm. okay, everything's recorded two weeks in advance or three weeks in advance, they're edited in advance. So it's like, then I have some flexibility if I get sick or if my editor's sick or something else to say, okay, we actually have two weeks until this goes live. So we have some room to push it out, you know? Right, right. Being able to visualize it and give yourself the space. I'm curious, do you use Asana for your personal as well? Oh, everything. <laughs> I, you know, everything. I, I keep thinking about doing that because I use it for my business, but I'm like, I, and then I use a passion planner, like to write things down, like to do that brain dump of like, what do I actually need to uh-huh. do to create those like top three goals and like all of that. Yeah. But like, I, I've been playing around with the idea of actually using it for my personal as well to get 
really on board and get organized with with what yeah I use it for everything I mean I use paper too like I journal every day like twice a day and have those three priorities of the day and like gratitudes and everything but asana I need it to keep me organized (laughs) I can't live without it and for those of you listening, because we don't have all mompreneurs listening, if you're not familiar with what Asana is, definitely go check it out. It's a, you can, there's a free version. Yeah. I actually use the free one as well. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> you can do so much with just the free version. There's so and many capabilities. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So one of the things I want to talk to you about are um, you and your husband's relationship and how you keep that balance with, um, you know, keeping your, your marriage and your relationship in check when you have all of the other things going on. So can you talk a little bit to that? Yeah, this is actually like the premise of our podcast, like the power couple show, because we do everything together in the sense that we're always on the same page about like the vision and what we're working towards, because when we're both in alignment with that, then we're both on board with whatever somebody else has to do. Even if it means like, Larry's working late at three o'clock in the morning to break down an event because I have to be home with the kids and sleep because I have a wedding the next day. And it's like being able to be on the same page with each other to know that we're working toward a common goal. Like we're pushing the same mountain up the same hill and we're not going in different directions. So like with that in mind, we actually had a conversation probably in January last year because he wasn't on board with like everything that I was doing. And basically the conversation ended up with you need to get on board with this because it's not going to happen like with the two of us if you can't get on board with the vision because I'm going to be up late working on the computer after the kids are in bed we're going to have to squeeze in time and make it a priority that we have date nights but we also need to make sure that you're supporting me in this because this is something that I feel so deep in my heart and Once he got on board, like our relationship really came together and like started to grow because now he's got all these big goals that he wants to do. And it really started the journey for the both of us. But to answer your question about like relationships and stuff, being on board, we journal together so that we both are in connection, like in the sense that I know like what's going on with him, like what's exhausting him, what's exciting him, what he feels like he's lacking, what he's learning and he feels it with me, and that we're both on board with the vision and working toward the same common goals and manifesting the same things and just being connected in like more than just a sex, you know, position mm-hmm. or anything like that, like an intimacy, like it's a deeper intimacy to feel connected on that kind of level of like yeah. journaling. Yeah, it's that emotional connection. Yeah. So I'm curious, Liz, does your husband, does he work with you now? So we actually just had this conversation yesterday because he came full-time in the business, but right now it's slow. So he's actually going to go back to work and he's coming to realize like for him, he needs to be working. Like sitting on the computer isn't one of his strong suits and he feels Mm -hmm. like he's actually not being productive when he's not moving and like using his hands and working. He's a mechanic by trade. So it was like a big job for him to like not work with his hands. Right. So this week we decided he's actually going to go back to work so that I can work on everything that I'm doing and growing and he's able to help support you know the finances and everything to keep us afloat while we're building everything because right right now we're all in startups like everything's a startup yeah yeah which can be costly so what lessons have you learned through running your business and pursuing your dreams first one is that you can't do it alone 
because you need the village, especially if you're a mom trying to grow it. You need support in every way, shape, and form to keep them happy, to keep them sane, <laughs> keep I love yourself that, sane. That's been coming yeah. up in every question. That's been coming up. So, it's a so common theme. The yeah. Message, the big takeaway today. <laughs> you can't do it alone. Number two is like to give yourself grace. Like that's the one of the big things that I've learned is that, you know, nothing's going to be perfect, that you're going to probably fail a lot and you're going to learn from every one of your failures, but to just keep dealing forward and to keep learning from everything. Mm-hmm. So for example, like last week I launched a centerpiece workshop for my floral design business. I've seen like a lot of people around me being really successful with that. So I was like, let's do one for the holidays. We'll do one for Thanksgiving. No one bought. So I'm like, okay, what do I do differently? And like, just trying not to get like, so wrapped up in your pride or like your ego and just to do it again and do it better, you know? Like detaching from the... <laughs> yeah. Trying to detach the emotional aspect. Yes. Of, like nobody bought from me. Like Yeah. Yeah. Cause that can really wear you down and that's, the, that's yeah. self-detaching can, can come into play. Like it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just to give yourself the grace and the compassion to just say, yeah, that one didn't work, but do it again. It might work next time or do it differently or do it at a different time or a different day or something like that. Yeah. Um, something else I've learned is like to really just communicate and be open and honest and to set boundaries. Um, it's really easy to have your email on your phone and to respond to everybody's inquiries when they come in. And you need to establish those boundaries, especially if you're a mom or just starting your business because then they're going to expect it of you and you're like establishing that expectation that you're going to answer at all hours <laughs> and yeah that's something that I had learned and I still struggle with because I still have my email on my phone you said that I'm like guilty guilty I and I always think I'm like I really just need to take that off <laughs> I know me too and it's funny it's like that's my number one compliment in my floral design business is like you're so responsive and I'm like yeah. I take pride in it but I'm also me. like oh I shouldn't be because that means I'm answering you at two o'clock in the morning when I'm mm-hmm. breastfeeding the baby and like <laughs> all of these things um so does that answer your question? Yes, <laughs> like, absolutely, absolutely. If you're a mom who feels like you're close to burning out, you're not alone. It can be difficult to make time for yourself when you're constantly taking care of others. But self-care is essential to avoiding mom burnout. That's why I created Self-Care 101, a course specifically for moms. In it, I walk you through the five pillars of self-care and help you make time for activities that will recharge and refuel you. Enroll today to learn what fills your cup and to give your family the gift of a mom who is operating with a cup that overflows. Check the show notes of this episode for the link to enroll today. So Liz, what is your go-to self-care practice? How do you restore and recharge and re-energize? you need to shower. (laughs) That's for me. (laughs) At the end of a long day, I need to just wash it all off of me, like without the kids, like after they're in bed so that I can actually like be by myself. Um, I also get massages like once a month at least or a facial just to try to have like that quiet time because my head is going 25, eight, like it's constantly talking. Even when I'm trying to go to sleep, like I've got a new idea. I've got something I need to work on something pops up, like whether it's a conversation, I should have said something differently or it doesn't shut off. So those are like the two things that help it shut off. 
um that and a workout trying to okay. get the crossfit workout in at the gym yeah. nice. which can be a struggle time management wise because as entrepreneurs we feel like we have to be working on the business 24 right. 7 and that's right. something that but again that's right where now. the boundaries and the self-compassion yeah. come in come into yeah. play and you pull that from your toolbox exactly <laughs> so can you recommend a book either on balance or something that we've talked about today or maybe something that has a book that's impacted your life in some way there's a couple one of my favorites is rich dad poor dad and that one really impacted me because i realized the importance of trying to disconnect my time from money and try to create other income streams so i was reading that with in conjunction with starting my floral design business and i'm like how can i create other income streams or make this better so that I'm saving more time so that I'm not working so hard. <laughs> so something I did is I systemized my floral design business so that I don't have to have as many meetings so that like people can submit inquiries and create their proposal automatically on my website. Um, and then also trying to go the online course route and like teach other mm-hmm. floral designers. So that's like for that business. <laughs> and then I figured out how to do it for the other ones also. But another business or uh, book that I've really loved is The Power of One More by Ed Milet. Okay. And that one like really like hits me because, oh, you just need to keep trying and keep going forward because mm-hmm. he talks about like the power of like compound pounding and like basically like hitting a pinata in your business. And it's so easy to just want to give up, but you don't know which time you hit the pinata that it's right. going to work. Right. And that has really impacted like my business and the way that I just keep going and keep trying again. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I have read that the power of one. Um, and then finally, where can listeners find you? They can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Facebook. It's at list.morton. I have a Facebook group, but it's easier if you just go to my website. It's www.list.listmorton.com. And right. you'll get the links to everything on there. <laughs> and on your podcast, do some, yes. plug in, do some plugs for your podcast. The Welcome. podcast is the Making Mommy Move show and the Power Couple show. All right. So all of Lissa's information is going to be found in the show notes of today's episode. So definitely go check her out. I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with us your wisdom. Absolutely. I'm so glad to be here. Today's episode is sponsored by the Super Mom Detox, an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their Super Mom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin. Have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Supermom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, unrealistic expectations, unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, you'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. 
I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.